Beyond the Leaderboard, a Peloton Fusion podcast. I'm your host, William Keithley, and today I cannot wait to talk with my Peloton twin, Kelly Glinsky. Welcome, Kelly. Hello. Glad to be so, here. So how are you today? I'm doing fine. Okay, great. Well, I want to just jump right in. Normally, I start more Peloton-ish, but I want to start with a couple of days ago, you were at the freaking U.S. Open. So yes. is that, do you go there every year or is this like a one-time thing? No, this was my first time at the U.S. Open. Um, my daughters got me uh, the tickets for Christmas and it's kind of like a bucket list that I always wanted to do. And uh, yeah, so uh, I went to the first day. Uh, so it was the first round and I was just, I love tennis and I just was so overwhelmed overstimulated by tennis everywhere i mean oh i know it's just matches going on everywhere we got there early got to see people warming up their practice uh my daughter's just like calm down mom i'm like you don't know this is tennis this is my mecca (laughs) did you get to pick any match you wanted or did you have to go to certain courts or how did that work we um i had a general mission ground grounds ticket so we could go into any match except the ones that were in um arthur ash arena Uh um but i mean there's like 17 courts outside there's uh we got into uh louis armstrong uh arena so we have this we don't have um seats we have to sit you know up in the the peanut gallery but uh (laughs) right so uh, there was, we saw three matches at um, the Louis Armstrong. So, you know, so I got that big arena feel of the tennis, you know, watching a match there. And then after that, we just poked in, you just, these courts, I cannot believe that there's these professional tennis players playing on a court with like bleachers that look like high school or a small college. And you're like, you can see the sweat coming off of them. And I mean, it's, you're really up close and personal with them on, on that level. It's just, you know, I don't know. I was just overstimulated. <laughs> I, I just bet first day everything. would be so fun too. Cause there's something going on on every court and, yes. Yes. and then you're so close. I mean, were you amazed? I know you play yourself, but were you amazed at how good those, those men and women were? Oh, they're incredible. I mean, they're just I mean, whacking the balls, the service, it's just its just amazing that people I, it, can play like that. I only wish I could play like that. <laughs> I, I just, I love it. I had to look up when the, I've only been to one professional tennis match ever, and I had to look it up before we came on to see when it was, because I couldn't remember. But it was the Mercedes-Benz Open in on July 16th of 2004 in Los Angeles, and I saw Andre Agassi play Tommy Haas. I don't know if you remember Tommy Haas. He was a he was oh, a really yeah. tall German player. Yeah. And yes. uh, and and Agassi lost that match. And then I think I might have seen a little bit of the Brian or Baker brothers. I can't remember their name. Brian brothers. But, yeah, the Brian brothers. I, I yes. think I saw a little bit of their match too. They were really good. I mean. Yeah. And, my, and I just I couldn't believe I couldn't believe how good they were. Your daughter's yeah. what? Oh, yeah. No, my daughters uh, love the Bryan brothers because uh, I have identical twins. So mm-hmm. 
they are like, because the Bryan brothers are are twins, and uh, so my my girls are like, oh, we can play like them, you know. <laughs> That's really now. Now speaking of your identical twins, I think that is Addie and Maddie. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Now, do they play tennis as well? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, now, how, played, how did? Oh, go ahead. No, I just sorry. they played in high school. Uh, they're now twenty five, out on their own, doing things. So uh, they're not really playing right now. Uh, my one daughter, Maddie, teaches um, at a prep school that they we all went to, and uh, she's now a tennis coach there. So, oh wow, so, yeah. So she coaches. She doesn't play as much, and um, so I get her out on the court, and I'm you know <laughs> I can still take her. So <laughs> now, now I noticed it was your other daughter, Gabby, that actually mm-hmm. got to take you to the U.S. Open. How did she draw the straw to get to go? Um, well, my one, the, the one twin Addie is deployed overseas right now. And Maddie, the school teacher was, uh, she had to start teaching, so she couldn't take the first day off. And, uh, and Gabby, she also plays tennis too. So yeah, we're, we're kind of tennis family. So now um, now your, your husband, does he play as well? Oh no. Oh no. 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 Has he ever tried to get into it? Uh, when we were first married, I think either first married or just getting like we were dating. Uh, we went on the tennis court and I hit some balls and he he just didn't like it. He's like, you could take it a little easy on me. But I'm like, OK, <laughs> he never picked up a racket again. He didn't like it. <laughs> now, now, when did you start playing? Were you playing as a kid? Yeah, I was, uh, it was like the late 70s when everybody was playing. Uh-huh. Uh, you can kind of guess how old I am then, but um, I, <laughs> I think I was about nine, eight or nine. I kind of was like hitting balls around before. My parents played, so of course I wanted to do what my parents did and uh, had um, started with tennis lessons, used an old wooden Wilson racket, the Chris Everett, you know, and, you know, I think I was in third or fourth grade. Those wooden rackets were so heavy. Oh, they were, (laughs) yeah. These kids nowadays, oh my goodness, they have smaller rackets. The balls are nicer. There's, they get to experience success much quicker than a big old wooden racket. (laughs) So. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. That was really impossible back then. So did you play in high school? Yes, yes, I played in high school. Um, started off with uh, singles, and then I went to a private prep school. So later, like my junior, senior year, we got a big influx of really good tennis players. So I got bumped down to uh, doubles, and my coach just kept saying, but Kelly, you're a doubles player. You know, of course, a teenager, all I want to do is play singles, be Chris oh, yeah. Everett on the court. and and uh, I found a lot of lot of success in doubles. So that is really I, neat. Yeah. And then you know, I, I did you still play through college? Oh no, <laughs> I went. Well, I know to, you. I know you went to Penn State, so they were probably like one of the top elite, you know, teams yeah, in the country. I, but did when did you pick up tennis again? Like when in life did you pick it up again? I kind of um, really kind of dropped off. You know got married right out of college. So we, he didn't want to play after that 
one day <laughs> on the court. Um, so I really didn't um, play again until maybe when I was 30. Uh, my kids were in preschool and uh, just kind of picked up the racket again, got into the tennis club, got into a group. And then I played there once and then we moved to where we live now and we live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and um, so it wasn't feasible for me to get down to the tennis club at the time. You know, it was like an hour drive. And uh, so fast forward, my kids were going, the twins were going into eighth grade and they wanted to play. And I said, well, you're going to learn and play right. And uh, we made the trip down for tennis lessons an hour down. And while wow. I was down there, they uh, were like, hey, Kelly, we, you want to jump in this group? And so that had to be about 10 years ago. So I've been playing consistently uh, for 10 years, over 10 years, probably 12 years. I don't know, a, a while now. So <laughs> Now, what, what's your writing? Oh, um, it's really funny because we... Over the years, I never was in USTA and had any uh -huh. kind of rating. Um, we just played socially and competitively social, I guess you would say. And this past summer, our tennis club went USTA, got a team together, and I had to self-rate myself. And I'm 3-5. Uh, and when okay. all my other friends said, no, 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 no. You're a 4-0. <laughs> and I said, hey, I just answered the questions. I self-rated. And if I continue to win, they're going to bump me up. So, yeah, I guess. That's, I haven't played USTA in a long, long time. And, and I, I think I, I, when I started out, I was probably, you know, I'm, I wasn't a very good tennis player at all. But I love the game. And um, I was probably a solid 3-5. And my, my, my claim to fame in tennis was they have a tournament in Nashville every year, and it's called the Municipal. And one year, um, I got bumped up to the 4.0 division, and I actually won. Wow. And that was, that, was, that was my crowning moment in my brief tennis career. But I yeah. just I love the game. I love everything about it. Um, I love singles more, but I'm not a very good player. So, you yeah. know, all I do, well, used to, I'm not as fast anymore, but I used to just be able to run everything down. So, you know, I was yeah. like a backboard, but I couldn't hit anything back with pace. I was the kind yeah. of player that good players like you hate to play. You know, yeah. I would just like just get it back in the court and that was it. So yeah. I never, I don't think I ever hit one winner. I just never made mistakes, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's, I, I don't like people like that. <laughs> I know. I, I, no good tennis players do. I mean, it's, it frustrates, it frustrates people like that. Like I would have people get really mad at me. And, yeah. but, but that's what I loved about tennis. Cause I was a runner growing up and with running almost always the best runner wins almost always. Yeah. And with tennis, I could beat players way, way, way better than me. And I just love that. I love like the mental aspect of the game and, you know, getting in people's heads. And I, I just loved all that, you know, I mean, that's, that's what I miss about it. Now, you know, Anderson and Nikki have been playing with me a little bit lately and I've really gotten the urge to, to, to get back into it. Um, I live in, I live near a town that has a really big tennis presence. So I just got to go by and, you know, get in the league or something, but you know, it's been so long and, 
And I'm so old now. I just, I don't know. I mean, it's never it's, too old to play. There's, people but it beats me up. Does it, does it beat you up as well? Or are you just so, yes. are your shots so good that it's not, it doesn't hurt as much? No, I'm, I was playing, I got into a singles league this summer. Um, it wasn't USTA, it was a local, um, well, down in Williamsport, the city. Um, the, women's league down there and I played singles and I, I was beat up after a match. Yeah. Even if I won, didn't win. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I would be beat up and, yeah. and then the next day I was playing doubles and I was like, my racket feels like it's 50 pounds. I can't even like, I serve and, you know, I think so. that's why I had a pretty decent singles career, you know, like in my thirties and maybe early forties was just because if I could just get past the first round, I was in good shape. And then it was a lot easier, mm -hmm. but well, you know, everybody's fresh on that first day. And then after yeah. that, uh, look, I mean, look out, especially like, you know, if they're, if they're older, if they're older people, now, I've got yeah. another question for you. Um, I saw on Facebook where you attended a little league world series game. Yes. Was how was that? What was that yes. like? Um, it was the Little League World Series is played in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, uh -huh. and I've lived in this area, um, well, the whole time I was married, twenty nine years, and this was the first time we went to a Little League game, and um, it was really neat. I mean, it's just seeing these little kids; they look like they're major league baseball players out there, you know, how they act and this. Um, it's just really neat to see these little kids, well, little 12-year-old kids out there, give it their all. And, you know, there's usually some tears and you have to remember they're still just 12 years old out there and a lot of pressure on them to get, you know, to win. And I did see there um, a team from Tennessee was there. Mm -hmm. I saw that. I don't recall which town, but uh, – yeah, um, yeah, it's just a really neat experience. We uh, took our blankets. We um, were out on the hill uh, in the outfield, and um, you know, free. It's free to watch. Parking, everything. You just, I mean, it's just a neat. It's really neat. That seems like a neat experience. Oh, I had one more question. I thought about about tennis. Now, do you still live so far away from your tennis courts, or yes. are you closer now? Yes. So you drive I, an hour to play tennis. In the winter, it's an indoor tennis club down in okay. Williamsport, actually. Uh -huh. um, stones throw away from the Little League World Series. Uh -huh. And, um, yeah, I still do that. I figure, you know what? If it's something you want to do, you just got to do it. So, um, yes. But during the summers, I play at a local place up here. Um, over in Eaglesmere, and I played there this morning. Uh, it's uh, clay courts, so it's really. I, yeah, I saw the, I saw the picture of that. I love playing on clay. That's that's yeah. fun. That's so I do get a little messed up in the summer um, playing these leagues down in the bigger city because that's hard court, outside hard court, inside hard court, and then I'll play on clay. And I mean, within a week, I could be like two to three different um, surfaces. So it's, Which, do you prefer clay or hardcore? I like them both for different reasons. Um, it, clay is just easier on your legs and it's just fun. Yeah. And 
you can definitely see the marks like, yes, that was out. Here is the mark. That is <laughs> such a hardcore. You really got to be like, sure. You're, you know, we're calling our own line. So, um, but I do play indoors during the winter. Well, it's going to start up in September, but the winter months. And I do like that because there's no sun, no bugs, no wind. <laughs> it's just a consistent, you know, uh, conditions and that does sound neat. Now, have you ever gotten to play on grass ever? No, I have not. Um, a friend of mine that I know, she's a member of a, a, a grass club down in Philadelphia, and she always says, "Hey, when you're down, let's play." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I just well, you should try it out." So I've I, never played on grass either. I've always wanted to, but I just, I never did. So, well, yeah. let's talk a little Peloton. I'd love to hear like how you got into Peloton. Like what, what, what what's your origin story? Okay. Um, well, I'm a pandemic Peloton person. Um, let's see, 20, actually, <clears throat> excuse me. In 2019, I tore the meniscus in my knee. Ooh. And I had playing tennis. No, kicking a soccer ball. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was playing a lot of tennis. I was running. I was training for a half marathon. And it, I was in the yard, kicked a soccer ball, and I was like, <laughs> that didn't feel so good. And I just hobbled along, didn't really look into it too carefully, and kind of struggled on the tennis court. And he, you know, anyway, fast forward. <laughs> Sorry, got a little long-winded there. That was 2019, and still playing tennis, not really feeling it. 2020 happens, everything gets shut down. I basically stopped running, stopped playing tennis, um, just became a couch potato. And, you know, I kind of heard my uncle talking about he has his old stationary bike and he's like, Oh, I'm biking just to do something. And I'm like, Hmm, that sounds interesting. And then I have a friend, this was the, the real selling point um, from high school. She lives up in Boston and I called her one day and I said, Becky, you have a Peloton. She's like, Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even ask you a question. She goes, yes, you will love it. I said, I don't know. I never took a spinning class before. I never did. She just said, you will love it. So it was December 5th, 2020. I ordered the bike. And then I proceeded to tell my husband what I did. <laughs> he was, you did what? And I said, yes. So it came within a month. It was January 5th. I was hoping I'd get it on my birthday, but it didn't happen. And I started biking. I, you know, using the Peloton, fell in love with it from day one. And yeah, that's about how I, you know, got into it. Uh, shortly after that, I noticed my knee pain was gone. Oh, I never had surgery. Oh, wow. The doctor said, you're too young. I'm like, what? Never heard that before, but um, you're too young. You'll be bone on bone. And he said, until you can't really walk anymore, then we'll talk about it. 
And I'm like, ugh. So that was oh the other goodness. reason. I'm thinking biking could help. I, you know, running was kind of out. I did get back into tennis as soon as I could. And I'm not giving that up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I would say within a month of biking on the Peloton, my knee pain was minimal to nothing. And I can now go out, play three days of tennis in a row, and my knee does not hurt. And I really, really have to give credit to the Peloton, to the biking. Now, you recently recently got a tread, too, right? So you're actually doing some walking, and and I see you're even doing a little bit of light running, too. So that's impressive. And the the knee's still holding up fine with all that? Yep. Um, I'm trying not to overdo it on the running, um, but... It just, it just, when it feels good, I run. When it doesn't, when I don't feel it, I just back off. There's nothing, you know, I'm not out there running races anymore. So, uh, yeah. Those, those run walk classes are just phenomenal. I mean, that, getting the tread, that's opened up a whole new world to you. I almost think the tread classes are better than the bike classes. And I love the bike classes, but I just get, I get so excited for those tread classes. I don't know what it is. I, I I think it's maybe I like to see if I can, you know, make the call outs, which I usually can. I'm pretty slow these days, but but, you know, I'd like to see if I can. The other day I did a class. Um, it was John Hoskins beginner hit hit run that he did. Oh. I think this I think earlier this week. And uh, it was the first time I was able to do like the top of the call outs ever. I mean, it's a pretty easy class because it was a beginner. Yeah. But yeah, but I was like, oh, man, he, and he's such I mean, I think the instructors on the tread side are just, you know, fantastic. Who are some of your favorite instructors? Oh, uh, bike or tread or e- the- either. Just who, who do you like? Well, I'm I'm into the power zone. Um, mm-hmm. So I really don't venture out too much outside the, the zone. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so like Matt uh, Wilpers and uh, Dennis, um, Sam Yo just joined the power zone team. So I've been taking a few of his classes. Really How do you like him as a power zone coach? Do you like him? Good, good. Yeah. Um, the thing about power zone, it's, completely different than the spin classes definitely it is really just like a training um you just get on the bike and go Mm -hmm. and do the zones that they call out and it's some people will find that boring i find it it's uh the work i'm putting into i see results yeah and and usually i have tennis on (laughs) so (laughs) on the television so all I need to hear is what zone we're in and how many minutes and, you know, and then I can just set my, I'm in that zone, zone three or zone four, zone two, whatever. And then I watch a few points of tennis and, you know, I That's get, funny. It's like two things at once, you know. Now, if um, you had to pick between Peloton and tennis, which would you pick? Oh, 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 oh. That's, That's a tough one, I know. That's a tough one. Uh, I can't choose because I'm using Peloton to be a better tennis player. So that's perfect. That's that's a perfect answer. Now, who do you like on the tread? Who are some of your favorites on over there? I'm kind of. I don't know yet because I've yeah. only taken maybe a 
half dozen classes, well, you know, maybe a dozen classes, and I'm kind of like all over the place a little bit. Yeah. Um, I can't even recall who. I was doing the walk runs, and I'm really liking that because it gets my heart up, and I'm not, I feel like I'm not pounding on my knees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, I think those are great. I noticed yeah. you're taking a couple of Beck's Gentries. I saw you took a couple yes. of hers. I had so. to because you're talking about her all the time. But she's great. She is so good on those walk runs, too. And she makes it look so effortless. She is such a good runner. I mean, yeah. so good. But she's a good coach, too. I mean, so, but but I'm so impressed with all those all those tread people. So, yeah, you're going you're gonna to just keep exploring. And, uh, you know, even the scenic walks and runs are pretty fun, too, I, I've, I've noticed. So, you know, you're going to have so much fun. Now, your husband, does he Peloton at all? No. <laughs> that he, is so crazy. I, I, that, that more times than not, people I've talked to, they don't, they don't both Peloton. It's, it's the weirdest thing. But you guys all, you guys ride bikes together, like, all the time. And, like, yes, yes. like long rides. You know, I yes. saw I saw where last month you did a 127 mile three day ride. That that's pretty impressive, and y'all did that together. So I yeah. thought that was so cool. So, but I so I figured he was probably a pelotoner also. You know, especially in the winter time. But, no, he just he he doesn't get into the the whole coaching, cheering, music. He just finds it not not his cup of tea. So. He's never got on the bike. I bought him shoes. He's never got on the bike. He's never even tried it. Nope. Oh, oh Richard, Richard, Richard. <laughs> um, that that is that is crazy. Now is he is he in the military? Is he still yes. in the military? Okay. Yes, he um, he's Army Reserves. He's been okay. in for twenty or thirty six years. So he's wow. Ready. Yeah, he's ready. He's over ready to retire. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, he was in since he was 18 years old and, you know, it's kind of weird him thinking about retirement. Cause I'm like, you mean you're never leaving? <laughs> <laughs> that's I kind of got used to those one weekend a month, two weeks in the summer kind of things. And, uh, Oh, okay. You're going to be here forever. <laughs> no, that's pretty funny. <laughs> we joke about that, but. But he's not full time, though, right? No, just... just Army Reserves, and okay. um, he has a civilian job. Okay. So uh, he works uh, with the Bureau of Forestry for Pennsylvania. So that's oh, that live. sounds in the Where forest. We yeah, we live in the forest, and uh, it's a very uh, rural area where we live. Okay. Our county has sixty four hundred people in the that county. It's very rural. Yeah. And. It I live in Laporte, the town um, town of Laporte, and we have 340 people in the town. And that's oh my the goodness! County. That's the county seat. Now, what do you what do you do in Laporte? What what is your job? Do you have a job? Yes, I well, I work for their family business, so I okay. work remotely. I I'm the financial officer, do mm -hmm. the the books and the finance part of it. So that's down in my hometown, uh, Pennsburg. So yeah, it's, um, very interesting working in the family business. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> those can have now how many how many relatives are in that business with you uh well it's um my grandfather he passed away now but he um he started it it's a water well drilling business mm-hmm. and then my father um had it and that's you know growing up you know that was our family business now my brother has took over after my dad and uh-huh. uh so i'm working with my brother and my dad doing the finances so oh yeah. that's cool do, y- do y'all all get along well yeah i would say i mean as much as you you can as family but uh yeah no we get we uh we have a pretty good working relation so yeah that's good now we have the exact same birthday december 28th yes and um i think i'm a little bit older than you but um a little bit and uh but we both we were both december 28th so what do you think about having a birthday on december 28th three days after christmas it it's not the best <laughs> that's what i always felt i always felt the same way like it's, it, it's, it's uh well what made it um i don't know better or worse is my brother is um his birthday is december 27th wow so, yeah, so at least my parents kind of screwed us both over. <laughs> and um, it's that, that's so- funny you say that because my sister' birthday, my older sister's birthday, is December thirty first. So oh, I mean, it, wow. that's just weird. I mean, that's just that's really that is, crazy. It would is, be really, it'd be even weirder if that was the same day as your brother's. But I mean, that's still pretty crazy, you know, when you think is. about it. Wow. Like, We've never had our own birthday cake. It was always this one big cake that says happy birthday, Todd, and then a line down the middle and happy birthday, (laughs) Kelly. And I think I was probably 13. And I said, this isn't fair. This is, it's not like we're twins. You know, I guess I was foreshadowing to having, (laughs) I I curse myself because now I have twins and um, you know, so I always tried for them to have their own birthday cakes, you know, so. Now, was yeah. it, was, is it tough having twins? Was that really, were they your first? Were Addie and Maddie your first? No, they were my second. Gabby came okay. along first. So, uh, let's see that I had three children under the age of two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now Gabby turned two three weeks after the twins were born, but it was like having a little preschool in my, I mean, it was just crazy at times. So yeah, we all, it was, I was a stay at home mom at the time. Cause I just couldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> just, that that's a full-time job. Three, three little ones like that. I, I can't, I can't even imagine, you know, I just I only have one Anderson, of course. And um, you know, just having one's pretty easy. And I mean, it's even easier when you're the dad, really. I mean, the first year you really don't do much as a dad. You know, it's like like the mom has all the responsibility. So you know, God bless Jennifer for all she did. But um, yeah, I can't even I cannot even imagine having two. I mean, it's probably fun in a lot of ways. You know, like you got you got a built-in playmate um, if everybody gets along and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, just two of everything, two diaper changes. I, I just can't, I can't even imagine it. I, I that just sounds, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, they survived. They're now 27 and 25. The twins are 25. So they survived. <laughs> I must've done something right. 
That is really neat. And it sounds like the twins are real, way different, too. Like, one of them's in the military and one of them's an educator. I mean, it sounds like that they have really different personalities as well. No, they're uh, both Addie and Maddie are in the Army Reserves. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Um, one is deployed right now, and they're in different units, and they have different um, MOSs in the Army, but they are um, – they're – very similar. They both have uh, biology degrees. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So they have a lot of um, similar things. So, yeah. So Addie will be um, coming home from her deployment. We're not quite sure. November or December, somewhere around mm -hmm. there. And uh, her twin sister, Maddie, is being deployed then in January or March or January. Oh, my gosh. February. So... So when one comes home, the other one's leaving. I always forget that Army Reservists can be called up, you know, full time. Yep. I, I I just always forget about that. And yep. that must be really weird, you know, to like be doing your day to day job and then, OK, you got to go, you know, yep. overseas. Yeah, I, I can't even I can't even imagine that. My dad was in the National Guard when I was growing up and mm -hmm. and he, he did that for years and years and years. But he's, yeah. he's retired from all that now. So, yeah. Now, now, how often? So, most of your biking is probably on the Peloton, right? Or is most of yeah. your biking out in the summertime? How much are you doing outside? Um, I do, you know, Peloton. I usually bike at least, or I mean, you know, once a day, once a day, or you know, I might skip a day here and there. But most of the biking's on the Peloton, and then <clears throat> once or twice a month, we get out and do out outdoor rides. I do mostly just like rail trail <clears throat> excuse me rail trail biking i don't mm -hmm. really do a lot of road biking i don't like traffic and anything no like i don't that. either I, those rail trails sound really neat i think you posted on there that you have 1390.2 miles to to discover in pennsylvania on the rail trails i don't yes. think we have those here in in nashville or, or in tennessee or if we do I, I just really don't know about it, you know, but because it's more road riding around here and I never, I never felt comfortable on the roads. You know, it's just, I, I, I live half time in, in a rural area where I'm at today and you can see like back behind me, there's a road and we haven't seen one car come by. So it's not like a ton of traffic here, but I don't know. I just never felt, you know, there's dogs and, and just all yep. that stuff. So uh, have you, have you, you hadn't had any bad crashes or anything, have you? Out, no. out there that's no. good that's good be careful <laughs> so we're going to do um actually next week we're leaving and we're going to go um bike from buffalo to albany new york whoa the, yeah that that's a big chunk we're doing it's 360 miles and how many days yeah. how, how, many how many days it's seven eight days of biking so we're doing 38 is a short day 58 is a long day that's somewhere oh in between my god so, that's a lot of time in the saddle now is this yeah. part of a tour or is it just you and richard doing it or how does just, it work uh, just just my husband and i we uh we're staying in um hotels and um bnbs along the way i'm not i don't do the camping thing <laughs> after That's a long not... day in the saddle i want a good hot shower nice bed good meal so yeah we um 
last fall we did from Pittsburgh to Cumberland, Maryland on the, um, it's called the Gap, the Great Allegheny Passage. Uh-huh. Um, that was 150 miles. So that was a little shorter days. We were doing like 34, 38 miles a day. I think that was, it was four days. Really, it's just a neat trail, just going along the river and uh, just- So now how do you how do you get up there? How do you, how, how does the logistics work with you and your bikes? You know, okay. how does that work? Um, the Buffalo trip, we are driving to Albany, okay. parking the car at the Amtrak, and we're gonna put the bikes on the Amtrak. We're going ah. to Buffalo to start, and then we're gonna bike all the way back to our car. So you'll just so, have your clothes and a backpack and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That yep. is so neat. That that sounds pack really light. fun. <laughs> pack light. <laughs> we have wow. uh, paneers for on the bike. Um, you know, like the the bags on the back, and uh, yeah, we just um, pack light and just go. So now, do you know where you'll be stopping to eat and all that kind of stuff? Do you have all that planned out as well, or is it just your you have your main daily stops planned? We just have our hotel reservations and B&Bs lined up right now, but I do have, we have some guides here that we kind of look through. We want to stop and poke around at these little, uh, the canal towns and, and um, a lot of history. It's the um, Erie Canalway Trail. Uh -huh. So it just follows the uh, Erie Canal. So lots of history up through there. So. That sounds like a really fun trip. Uh, wow. I, I don't know if I could talk Jennifer into doing something like that. I don't think so. Uh, I don't ride outside anymore anyway, so I, I would I would even need a bike. Uh, it, it looks like you have a really nice track, you know, road bike or, you know, that looks, yeah. that looks really nice. So when now, oh, go ahead. Just real quick about the bikes. When we did the Allegheny, uh, the, the Gap Trail last year, we were using... 25 30 year old mountain bikes oh not, wow not the most comfortable for long distance riding no <laughs> Just, not at all and we had our paneers on and everything and so after that this past christmas my husband got us um bikes for christmas new they're like a hybrid bike so it's mm -hmm. halfway between um a mountain bike and a road bike so yeah i think that's perfect i think it's perfect because you know you don't those road bikes, they're like thoroughbred horses, you know I mean? They just break down all the time. And those hybrids are, are so much better for, you know, the touring type stuff that you're doing. But I would think, you know, those 50 mile days, those are tough. I mean, at 30 miles, not so bad, but you, it's funny, but people don't realize you just add that extra 15 or 20 miles on there. It's pretty tough, especially like day after day that I'm yeah. impressed. I mean, that's pretty. Well, well, <laughs> Maybe we should do a follow-up uh, podcast yeah. and see how this actually I gotta, works. I got to see how, how – well, at least I'll get to see your daily B-reels. You know, I'll get to see, like, where you are and stuff in the in the world. But, I mean, that sounds pretty daunting to me. It sounds exciting, too. You know, I, yeah. I think that's going to be exciting. Are you going to take your tennis racket and see you stop and hit some on the way? <laughs> no, but if I see tennis courts, I'll look over and have, like, oh, I, I, I could be playing tennis now. So – that's funny. Now, I know you're like a big reader too. Do you have any big book recommendations right now that are really, that are really good? Anything you're reading interesting? Um, what I'm currently reading is the Sweating Together. The, okay. 
the Peloton book. I really wanted to get that finished before this podcast, but life just got in the way and oh. I just didn't. Uh, Definitely. I haven't read it yet either. I, I'm just so busy these days. I My, my <laughs> reading is not good like some of you guys. So, you know, but I want to I want to read that book. I mean, it looks yeah. like a really interesting read. It got me right right into it right away talks about the whole business and like entrepreneurship and all the different companies you know like amazon and tesla and and i'm an economics major Mm -hmm. right you know and i just i just really like that stuff and then further into the book it talks about the um, the social aspect of what really brought peloton together the connected um, social media and all the different subgroups oh, and no. on, you know, between the subgroup of, um, power zone and just different, you know, uh, and these people who've never met before, like us yeah, are, I know. are meeting, meeting in real life. And, you know, oh, I know. I mean, I feel like we just met today for the first time, but I already felt like we're friends. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just, it's just so interesting. Now, being an econ major, what do you think about Peloton's troubles right now? And and you, you, how do you feel about that? Like their model and everything. It's, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I had this feeling back during the pandemic when I jumped on, you know, got into it and they just expanded so quickly. And they also had the issues of the supply chain and like everybody else, you can't get parts, you know, heaven forbid if your car breaks down, you have to wait for a part from, you know, months and it's- Oh, that's so true. It's still not good. There's still Mm -mm. things people are waiting on. And they just, went forward and growth is good, but overgrowth is, yeah. it, it, it can, you know, slide back on you. And, and uh, I want them to do well because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping they, you know, the rower can bring in some new life to uh, new, uh, new members new you know mm-hmm. i don't think i would get a rower one i don't have room or <laughs> yeah. in in my hen den that's what uh, my husband calls my uh my my room and it now has my bike my tread um my yeah all my books and reading it's it's my hen den you know oh that's funny I have hen caves and man caves and uh, I just don't have it, but there could be a whole bunch of people that are into the rower that really can bring a different light, a different group of people. And I, I just don't, one, I don't have room for it Two, How would I split my time? Oh, I know. I know. The bike, the tread, the rower. And then I play tennis three, three, four times a week. So I yeah, mean, that- I, I I do work. <laughs> I know. I know. Dad, do you, do you play that much tennis in the winter too? Do you, will you go out the, to the indoor that many times? Um, uh, two to three times a week. Yeah. That so, is really neat. Wow. Yeah. Now do y'all do block time at your indoor tennis court? Like in the winter time, is that kind of how you do it? Or yeah, like a contract time? Yeah. yeah. We have um, a group of ladies 
uh, let's see, there's probably 16 of us and we go on uh, three courts. So we have this group and we have a couple of your, you know, have a bye week or whatever, however mm-hmm. it's set up. And so it's like these ladies are like best friends now. I mean, I've played with them for years and it's just, oh, sure. it's competitive, but we, uh, we have fun with it. So it's uh. not like a league where we're placed or we're, it's more just fun social tennis. So I do that twice a week and then usually someone's calling me hey can you play on friday sure yeah yeah i remember that i remember those days i would play all the time i mean i played so much i played i went back when i played i played twice a day sometimes i mean just just all the time because i would sub out for anybody and they knew that so they would just call me and you know i would go play anywhere anytime you're really making me miss the game of tennis i i you know i've just now gotten back into running so i really i'm kind of like you i'm I'm sort of overloaded right now, so I can't add a whole lot more. You know, yeah. I was having trouble. You, you mentioned the bike, the tread, the rower. I was having trouble when I had the rower and the bike in Nashville. I was always picking the tread, always. Like I went, yeah. I was, I was really ignoring the bike. And now that I have the bike here in Woodbury and the tread back in Nashville, it's like even time. It's evenly split, and yeah. uh, which I like a lot better. You know, I'm. Yeah. I'm I, I had a great bike ride this morning. I just love it. I love the bike ride. But but you give me a choice, I'm gonna pick the tread. That's just that's just what I gravitate toward. You know, if you put a tennis court back there, I'd probably run out there real quick. But <laughs> but I you know that that really is that really is kind of a hard thing. I and I don't know, you know, I, I just kind of wondered your take on Peloton and the whole, you know, economics of it all. I think they just they just grew too quick and and not that they drew, grew too quick. They just acted like it was going to last forever, you know. So, you yes. know, which, which as a, you know, I love Peloton more now, today than I ever have. I mean, and you would, and I've been doing it, you know, about as long as you have, and and I, I would think I would be tired of it by now, and I'm not at all. As a matter of fact, I get more, I get more into it, you know. And you know, I've recently started the yoga stuff, and I love it, and the running's coming, and. I, I just I love everything about it. I just wish people would try it. You know, like yeah, I, I hate it when people like slam Peloton and they haven't even ever tried it. You know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of Peloton haters out there. There just are, but and, it's so yeah. much fun. I mean, so much fun. So I don't know. I love it. I I work out at home. I'm working from home. I get to work out at home. Yeah. Uh, as I said, we live in. The middle of nowhere i would have to drive 27 miles to get to a ymca to work out yeah i mean that's you know we did um my husband we were members down there just to keep him fit for the army but i mean mm-hmm. he gets home from work we get in the car we drive down i mean and then when you're down there might as well go grocery shopping and everything else because it's like civilization and <laughs> it's like 8.30 at night, we're coming home, and it's like we didn't even eat supper yet. And, you know, it just, it's just... It's so I convenient. Even, so convenient. I, I just, I love that. Do you usually ride in the mornings, or what time of day do you like to ride? I am very sporadic. Okay. <laughs> I, if I'm up, I'll ride first thing. Sometimes I would, I'm, I always say the most consistent thing about my 
routine is my inconsistency. So, <laughs> but I get it done. I, there's yeah. days I have to drive down to the office, which is um, two hours from here. So, I mean, it's oh, a long, long ride down and I'll be coming in at eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, I didn't ride and not, I just feel like I want to ride because I was sitting, driving all day, sitting in an office all day. And so 8.30 at night, I might be on the bike. Not my favorite time to ride, but I get it well, done. Well, it's pretty impressive. You have a blue dot for the last 30 days. I, I looked and it was like every single day you do something. I mean, and that's with doing tennis and going out on these long bike rides. Um, I mean, now will you do, will you do some sort of pelotoning when you're on the road next week? I mean, will you do like a strength class or yoga or meditation or anything? I might be doing some stretchings. Okay. Uh, oh, that'll help. Uh, but I'm not going to have any, you know, a lot of pillow minutes or anything. Cause after spending, you know, six hours on a bike, I don't think I'm going for a run. <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I cannot wait to hear about your trip. So now, now you live, you live pretty close to a body of water, don't you? I mean, is there like, cause I see you out walking and there's like a lake sometimes, or do you have to yeah. drive to that? Okay. Right. Cause I see, um, I see Ubu playing in the, in the water all the time. So yes. In uh, Laporte, we have uh, Lake Macoma. Uh -huh. It's a uh, private lake community. Lake homes are there. Summer, a lot of summer people are there, and we'll just walk around the lake and uh, and let Ubu do do what labs do best: jump in the water and swim around and everything. So, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful area up here. Yeah, it, it looks, I mean, from the pictures, it just looks, it looks beautiful. I'm trying to think if I've, I've driven through Pennsylvania, um, and I guess I've been a couple of times, but it's been a long, long time ago that, that I've been there. Now, do you, are you a, are you a Phillies fan or an Eagles fan or any of those? Um, it's, uh, we have a very unique family. My husband is from Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. My hometown's about an hour outside Philadelphia. So he's Pittsburgh, um, Philadelphia, <laughs> and we're really hockey fans, ice hockey fans. Oh, okay. So, so that's our big, when the Penguins play the Flyers and, you know, the Flyers haven't been doing well in the last several years, but it's still, they're my team. You know, it's, I'm loyal to the, the Phillies uh, or the Philadelphia team, so and he's loyal to the the Pittsburgh team. So, well, that's but. so cool. That's so cool. Now, the last thing I have to ask you about is your beer um, Stein collection or your or your growlers. growlers? Yes. Yeah, like tell me about that because you've got a bunch of them. <laughs> and, and, okay. and and I also need to know like what's the best beer out there? What what what's your what's your go to beer right now? Oh, ah, uh, we. My husband got years ago, boy, we've been doing this for about eight years now. He got into the craft beers. Uh -huh. There's an app on your phone that's called Untapped. Uh -huh. So, you know, you try a beer and you log it in and you rate it. And it just kind of keeps track of how many beers you've tried different ones. So oh, that's course, so neat. 
we now try to, you know, go seek out all these breweries and try different beers and, and we bring home the growlers. Those are those, those, uh, containers. We actually stopped getting growlers because we <laughs> stopped or we don't have any more room. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we, that's our thing. We'll probably hit a couple breweries through, through uh, New York on our trip and stuff, you know, just to have a, a beer or two. And, I can't, uh, I can't imagine anything that would taste better than a beer after riding for 50 miles. I mean, that's just yeah. gotta be the best thing, best tasting thing ever. So, so the, our all time favorite beer and we, we rate beers all over the different styles too. So it's hard to go from a stout a good stout and, say this is good and then an IPA and I mean there's just different different styles is Ubu. <laughs> Our dog is oh, really? after a beer. Yes. Oh that's funny. Lake Placid Brewing Brewing Brewery up in Lake Placid. Uh we were up there about 10 years ago. We were hiking the high peaks up there and we went in for a beer and it's an Ubu ale. It's an English ale so it's a dark english ale named ubu and they have a chocolate lab on their label so wow yeah so i said to him this is 10 years ago i said then our next lab we get we had an old old chocolate lab at the time i said well i'm gonna name her name her ubu and he's like we're not gonna get another dog you know after this one's gone well you got another my husband, dog. My husband was deployed in 2018, and guess who got a dog while he was gone? <laughs> I don't blame you. That that sounds awesome. That that's really that's really neat. Now you guys hike a lot too, right? Y'all still do a lot yes. of hiking as well. We haven't lately. Uh, as I said, the 2019 the knee thing really kind of threw a damper into our hiking, but we were hiking the high peaks of uh, New York. And then in 2019, we did go to Scotland and did a walking tour um, around Loch Ness up in uh, uh, Inverness. So we did walk all the way around. That took uh, seven days, I guess, and wow. uh, 80, 88 miles. Something oh to my that. goodness! I can't imagine that. Any any Loch Ness monster sightings? Well, um, I have to say, the one evening we partaked in a lot of scotch, <laughs> and we were—I think we saw her. I think we saw Nessie that night. But uh, okay, that's, it did that's not good. Make for a good good walk the next day. I can tell you that it was a it was an 18 oh, mile hike the next day and it was it was slow going we we decided not to drink that much scotch uh <laughs> while uh, on the walking tour that's pretty neat though like 10 miles a day you know on average that's that's pretty good haul i mean wow Whew. i mean it wouldn't be too hard just doing one day but day after day after day after day i mean that's tough yeah, yep. I'm impressed. You are quite the endurance athlete. I can totally see why you're so drawn to power zone um, riding. I mean, you, you're going to be good at pretty much everything you do. Just you kind of have that mentality, you know, so. I'm not fast, um, but I'll 
I, I don't stop. <laughs> I, I, that, that's what it's all about. Now your leaderboard name, I love your leaderboard name. Is it, is it okay if we share it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is Kel Spensky. I, I think that is like the coolest leaderboard name of all time. So all one word, K-E-L-S-P-I-N-S-K-I. So yep. I, I mean, that's that's perfect for Kelly Glensky, Kel yep. Spensky. I love that. So I just, I won't, I just came did, out. A, did a little spin off of my name and, and I'm like, yep, I wanted something that was going to be for the long haul, not like. I don't know. I didn't want to start something and then be, you know, spin for beer and then be like, okay, I outgrew <laughs> that. Or, or you know, we're big Nittany Lion fans, and and then I get tired of that. I figured Kel Spinsky, I'm not going to get tired tired of it. It's my name. So, are you a big football fan for the Nittany Lions? Yeah, okay. I think it's uh, required to, or they take your diploma away. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's funny. Is James Franklin? Is he still the coach there? Yes. Yes. Okay. He came yeah. from Vanderbilt, so yes, which, is in, which is yep. in Nashville, and he actually won at Vanderbilt, which I think maybe one coach in the last fifty years has done. I mean, nobody wins at Vanderbilt, so that's you know he's a good coach because he won yep. there. Yes. <laughs> so I always liked him. I always thought he was a really neat guy. So anyway, was well, there anything else that you need to get out into the world today to let everybody know? I just want to tell everyone that uh, be brave enough to suck at something new. Yeah, that's a that's great advice. Suck at something new. I love that. I, just to, I bought the Peloton, never did a spin class before. Didn't know if I would like it. <laughs> and, and I mean, I had a feeling I would like it, but you, you just don't know. Yeah. And there are so many things out there in the world that you can try. You don't have to be good at it. You just get the experience. So be brave enough to suck at something new. <laughs> I love that, Kelly. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining me today. I mean, this has just been so awesome to talk to you. So I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you very, very much.